radishes, baby wipes, vinyl records, you name it. At Walmart, you can save on almost anything. Now you can save more time by making cash deposits and withdrawals right at checkout. $3.74 service fee and limits apply. Green dot NMLS number 914924 and 908-739. Hey, this is Trevor Sternhead from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we're joined by Schmier from legendary German thrash masters Destruction, who have just launched their new live album, Born to Thrash, live in Germany. And that is out now everywhere from Nuclear Blast. You can also pre-order the physical copies that will be launched on July 17, and that's got a special edition and a big poster and a whole bunch of other cool things. All right, before we go into this episode, we just need to give a shout-out to our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all the other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout-out to Blacklight Art Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. Check them out at blacklightad.com.au. Also, our good friends are the brutal occult clothing brand, Electric Witch. We have amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and also put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, our good friends at Lumber Park's Axe Throwing Club who have venues on the Gold Coast, Brisbane and Perth and will be reopening very soon. Put in the code EVERBLACK to get 10% off your booking at lumberpunks.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Everblack podcast through Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, here is my chat with Schmier from Destruction. Born to Thrash Live in Germany is out now everywhere. Go get it. Turn it up loud. Horns high. Schmier, my name's Nev. It's uh, good to talk to you again, mate. It's been a little while. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm having a beer with Schmier. How, how good's that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you have beer drinking time here. It's still before, before <laughs> beer drinking. You know, uh, so I can't. I'm not allowed to drink yet. So cheers. Uh, uh, yeah, cheers to you, my man. <laughs> well, uh, of course, uh, you know, I've been cranking the new Destruction Live album, Born to Thrash, which is out this Friday through Nuclear Blast. Uh, man, it's such a damn good live album. You know, it's... It captures, you know, the the chaos and the energy of what destruction is live. You know, you guys must be really uh, proud how it came out. Yeah, it's, it's been a festival show and a great one, and we didn't know it's been recorded, so it was very spontaneous. Everything is uh, sometimes it's better if you don't know when it's recorded. You know, so uh, when we listen to the album the first time or the songs, uh, we were like, "Wow, this is awesome! Turned out great. We should maybe one day release it." You know, and then. COVID came and we were all sitting home. Everything's got cancelled. We were like, wait a second. We have this live album. Why don't we talk to the label? And it wasn't so easy because, you know, you have to understand live albums are not so famous anymore. Like, it's kind of old-fashioned, you know. So, but in COVID-19 times, uh, I told the label, I want this to be out tomorrow, you know. We can mix it in a, in a week or two and then we got can we can shoot it out for the streaming customers right away. You know, we don't need the big promotion for this. Give it to the crowd uh, as fast as possible in times of no shows, you know. And the label kind of agreed with uh, the idea and it's going to be released this Friday. And yeah, the physical edition will, will come in summer. It takes time to produce, you know, like three months at least yeah, to yeah, do yeah. the vinyl. So, but uh, as most of the people are meanwhile connected with streaming, 
uh, I think it's it's the best solution. So we have a a quick a quick COVID nineteen uh, kind of you know sign of life yeah. and connection with the store. So we also did, did this uh, campaign, the fan campaign, where people could put themselves into a interface on our website uh, where they saw destruction the first time and the year, of course, of that uh, event. And we, we print this big poster in, in the album later. So we kind of had a lot of memories back and forth, people posting their old tickets and, and shit. So it's been a memory lane the last couple of weeks, which really helped to uh, get to this COVID times because mm. here, you know, for musicians, everything gets canceled by the day, you know, you know, to, yesterday was vacuum canceling. Then, you know, every day is just bad news and yeah. uh, kind of frustrating. So this live album really kept us positive. You know, it's, uh, something's happening and we know everything's going to be canceled, but we know, you know, times will get better and it's a good distraction to have and a connection to the fans. Absolutely. And I like how you guys have thought outside the box with the, uh, the map too. I don't think that's ever been done. Yeah, it might be something new. Yeah, I'd be also surprised because normally when we do those polls live on Facebook and stuff, mm. a couple of people contribute, you know, a couple of hundreds. But for the poster, it was almost 2,000 people that, that wrote us and wanted to be part of it. You know? So we were like, how big is the poster going to be? You know? <laughs> we have to see it fit in the CD. It has to be folded and shit. So, so, uh, But uh, not everybody that wrote actually wrote something uh, useful. So some people had to be eliminated again you know people put their name right or don't put uh, you know a lot of people actually misunderstood and wrote 2020 and the country they're born in you know so they're like no it's not right (laughs) but that's also something in the internet nowadays you can see a lot of times the people don't read the post anymore Mm. they look at the picture first two lines and then they go online and start writing like Sometimes when you do an article like that, we're coming to Australia. Uh, we don't come to Australia now. And then people are like, oh, why don't you come now? But then we <laughs> come later this year. And then it's a very tense post, like people complaining. Like, hey, read the whole article. It's a good tip. <laughs> I guess it's the way it is now. I know people are too impatient. They want everything yeah, yesterday. I call it the Instagram impatience, the Instagram impatience, you know. Because Instagram is only, it's more than one sentence. People don't read it. That's right. It's better, you could put a little clause in there or something little and they wouldn't read it. Then they've, you know, exactly. given yeah. away their house. I, <laughs> I'm always uh, in charge of social media stuff. Uh, I, I see a lot and I read a lot. And I also uh, keep an eye on everything. And this is something I really, I saw coming over the last couple of years, uh, uh, this internet hate on one thing, you know, that everybody wants to point out the negative things all the yeah. time. And uh, and also that people don't read the full article anymore. Kind of, uh, it, it comes with the internet. On one side, I love the internet, and the other side, of course, it's, it's a curse at the same time. Mm. Is that affecting your writing at the moment? I mean, being at home, are, are you? is that influencing you in some way? Yeah, you know, I read from a lot of other bands, they're all writing, so we don't. <laughs> because all those albums coming out next year, it's going to be too many. So yeah, yeah. We, actually, we actually supposed to promote our last album, Born to Perish, at this point, which we start touring uh, with, and now we can't tour. So 
once we're going to go back on the road, we're going to promote the last album, which is only seven, eight months old at this point. And uh, I don't feel like writing new songs yet, actually. I want to promote and pay tribute to the last one first. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, you know, later this summer, we're going to have to start writing because we're going to be bored. You know, we're going to be bored home, like not playing. And then uh, we already talked about it with the boys. Um, we're going to start writing some new songs and we don't know when we're going to record and when the album's going to come out, but hopefully next year we're going to be busy with the, the, all the postponed shows that are going to come over to 2021. And then we're going to record also a new album at one point, but I don't think the new album is going to come next year. We'll see. Maybe the album's going to turn out so good that we're like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to write now. <laughs> but at the moment, you know, we, it, it doesn't feel so long that we were uh, in the studio and uh, doing the promotion for the last album. So, uh, doing this live promotion now is a little surreal too because it wasn't planned. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to think outside of the box at the moment, you know, because it's uh, different circumstances. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, in regards to uh, you know the the live that you didn't know it was going to happen, did you? They, the recording for the live album. It was who no, who no, did it? Was actually, it was a uh, it was actually our former sound guy Arnie. He's uh, he's having a live recording studio, yeah. And he's recording summer festivals. You know, he's 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 on the summer festivals, and then when the band wants to have a, a recording, they sign a contract before the festival, and he's recording the band. You know, but we didn't sign anything. We didn't want to record anything. So after the show, he's coming into our dressing room, and he's like, "I want to check Daniels and Coke. I got something for you." <laughs> and we were like, "What? What? I mean, he's like, I recorded your show, motherfucker." And we're like, no. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, you know, I love you guys, and this is my presence to you. And oh. uh, he gave us gave us the recording. We gave him some Jack Daniels, and then there was the deal, basically, about the live recording. And we, we, we went home later, listened to the album in the studio, and you were like, holy shit, it sounds killer. Yeah. You know? we, should, we should keep this and maybe make something out of it one day. And then, yeah, nothing happened. And at the beginning of the year, I was going on holidays to the Indian Ocean on a lonely island, and then COVID-19 came, and I couldn't return to Germany. Oh, so I was, stuck, I was stuck on the island like, what the fuck? And then all the shows got canceled, and I was still on the island. And I, I wrote my guys, hey, what about, what about this life, life album we have in the pocket? Well, isn't now the right time to do this? So mm -hmm. I called the label and said, hey, if you do this, let's do it differently. Let's do a, a release right away as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, give something to the crowd. It gives something for the, for the band, too. We have something to do. It gives us a little extra money to survive those times where we have no income, you know? Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, it's been a great idea doing this. I'm, I'm lucky. You know, everything is an accident, basically, on this album. It's not supposed to happen, but it happens. And, you know, sometimes in life, it's like this, that stuff just happens and it's meant to be. And it's for us, this live album is a lifesaver for us at the moment. Keeps us sane, keeps us uh, busy. And connected with the fans also. And there's something special about a really good live album as well. The energy behind it and the band to, combined. Also, it's not cut, you know. It's, it's, it's one, one throw. Yeah. Usually live fade in, fade out. They're cutting the song. This is just one throw of music. So I think it makes it a good one. You know, sometimes there's also you get some live albums. I've seen even live footage of bands and then I won't name any names, but you you get it, and then you go. I saw that footage 
and you've re-recorded stuff, you've re-recorded vocals or something like that. Um, but this is a, this is pure honest honesty. It's just yeah, and, uh, and even you know that uh, on the song "Best Generation," which is actually the song I played the most in my life. It's the number one destruction anthem. Mm. I fuck up the. I kind of twist. I, I twist the the verses somehow. I don't know why it happened, but it happened. You know, sometimes it's like we had a lot of fire on stage that night. You know, so yeah. when someone's fire, you're like, "Oh, it's fucking fire!" And then, <laughs> then got the fucking lyrics for a second, and then the wrong stuff comes in. So this actually it happens like once in a million times that I fucked up best generation because I know the song by heart, but at that that live recording, I kind of put the wrong verses in the wrong order, you know, but that happens. It's live, you know. But I love it. I love it when that <laughs> happens because it makes it real. It's not doctored. It's, uh, it's honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's sometimes, you know, we're living in, in this time that everybody wants to be perfectionist, mm. but you're not, you know, a lot of bands also using backing tracks live, you know, to back up the sound and stuff. You don't like that. We're a trash band. It has to be honest, raw, and a little punky sometimes, you know, and that's what makes real life music real, you know. I don't think Lemmy ever used a backing track. There you go. I would have kicked it off the fucking stage, you know. <laughs> what the f- this shit? <laughs> no way. No, even Lemmy in his times again when his voice was weak. Yeah. And he didn't well. He, he never used back into it. No. It wasn't his stuff. No That's way. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, in regards to that, I mean, talking about, have you, looking back at your career, you probably, you played thousands of shows. If you could pick your best show and your worst show, what would, where, what would they be? <laughs> oh, no. Ah, it's gotcha. Like, beautiful women on the world. <laughs> moment it's the same question you know it's not possible really to uh, to say i think because um there's so many highlights in our career and it also depends on the part of where you are at you know when we came back together with the band in 99 mm. uh, it was a highlight for us to play at Wacken the first time but meanwhile we played Wacken many times and we even had better shows there and, and the same goes for the worst shows you know you think you had a bad show but there's the worst one to come, you know, oh. because next time, you know, we had a, we had a Wacken show in 2002 where it was raining the day before. And during our performance, we lost power on stage. So we no. were standing for 4,000 people with no power. And I was like, what to do? And then the crowd kind of made magic. They were screaming and shouting and it's actually a magic moment. But it felt bad for me for a moment on stage because we couldn't continue playing for like 20 minutes almost. You know? Oh, dude. And, but then you go on tour somewhere else, something else happens. You know, we had the, we had other other shows where other shit happened where, you know, we had to cancel the show during the show where barricades came down, broke down, people got injured, shit like this. That, that really sucked, you know, I think. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's like real life, you know, when you always, when you think that, something bad happens, there's going to be something worse in the future. That's always, you know, <laughs> it's the nature of, of life, you know. But uh, it makes makes it interesting, keeps it interesting, and if every show will be the same, it will be fucking boring. That's right. That's right. And, you know, in regards to everyone's got their first live show, everyone everyone remembers their first. Do you remember what oh, yeah. yours was? 
Yeah, my very first show was The Police, actually, in 1980. Wow. I saw The Police in 1980 in Germany, and then 1981, it was Rainbow. That's cool. So those were my two first shows, and uh, I will never forget. So first shows will always stay in your mind. It's, it's the beginning of it all. That's all those festivals in between, you know, too many beers, you forget all those, but you'll never forget You'll never forget your first, right? That's it. I don't know. I actually... It's kind of crazy that I remember a lot of our own shows also, a lot of details. Not yeah. everything is there, you know, but but uh, certain highlights and certain lowlights also, they stay branded on your brain forever. You know, it's, it's kind of good. I mean, now I'm getting older. I, I will start to get sooner or later, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to write a book before uh, to remember my memories. So when I have Alzheimer, I can always get my book out and say, oh, 1985, the tourist slayer. Nice memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing is uh, burning witches. Really, yeah, you, you, you're uh, good friends with those guys, those girls, I should say, and uh, I, I love them. And they've had nothing but awesome things to say about you, um, and they 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 love you and look up to you as well. What is it about them that drew you to them? Actually, the guitar player, Romana, she came to a destruction show once. And uh, she used to play in a, in a local band. And I kind of met her band and her. And I was like, hey, cool guys. They live in Switzerland. I live in Germany, but we live at the border. And we kind of stay connected. And uh, we got friends and her boyfriend, Damir, who's now our second guitar player. Oh, yeah. Husband, you know? Yeah. So it's all kind of connected there. Um he kind of, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we became friends over the time. And uh, then she told me about her, her, like, her little secret wish, you know, that she wants to do a girl band. And I said, you know, girl bands, they, they don't stay together. Girls are too complicated. But, it's, you know, a girl band is a great thing because rock and roll and women mm. is the best thing together, you know. Yep. So I said, when, when you have the girls together, I can help you, you know, to help with the business, you know, because you need you need to do the right decisions with the band at the first steps to not, you know, have bad contracts and, you know, bad connections with the wrong people. So I said, I'm going to help you with this, you know, connecting with the right people, giving you some tips and hints. And uh, one day she called me up and said, I found a singer and I my best friend is my bass player. We have a band. I'm like, okay, let's, let's start from here. And then we started you know, looking for a name and they sent me the first... Uh, kind of samples covering uh, Holy Diver from Dio and the Priest song. And I was like, you keep the singer, she's amazing. And, you know, make decisions one by one. And, and then everything went quick, actually. Once uh, we had the first songs together, we went to the studio and, you know, and the girls are eager to learn. They are very hungry. They love music. And for me, it's kind of a flashback. It's like having a baby, raising a baby. You know, it's like you get everything you know, you give to yeah. the baby, you know. And that's how it kind of works. So uh, I'm having a lot of great moments with the girls. I I try to see them live also when they play, and you know, try they try to improve everything. And uh, yeah, and it's just great they have this passion for music, you know. And that's something that should never get lost when you're a musician. And of course, over the years, you kind of your lows and ups, and sometimes you're like, "Fuck this! I want to give up music," but mm. you won't. But uh, this also shows me how much you know music is important. Uh, to, to see a young band rising again with all this passion they have for the music and uh, all this innocence also and this, you know, coming into this project 
in this shark shark tank, you know, <laughs> I call it big business, you know. So it's kind of a and very nice experience. I mean, and uh, I love I love the girls and the music, and uh, it's great to see them making those big steps forward. Of course, absolutely, and that's beautiful, man. I love hearing that. And uh, you know what would be awesome though? Destruction and burning and both together. Yes, yeah. you probably heard that a hundred yeah. times already. When it's going to happen, I invite you to the show for some beers, and it's, uh, it's your idea. Uh, well, okay. Hey, I'll bring some. I'll bring them for everyone. Okay. My share. It's actually, a lot, of, a lot of people now are, are uh, asking us uh, about this. We have to see if it's possible, you know, because it's mm. supposed to different countries, and um, it's Collapses a little bit, but on the other side, Burning Witches are a heavy live band. You know, I think yeah. the Rock Destruction fans are surprised how much kick ass they are live. You know, so uh, would be. I think I would. I would totally do it. You know, we have to see how much the interest is of the local promoters in every country to do that. Well, so, um, I got my fingers hopefully crossed. A, hopefully, a future project to to look forward to. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, uh, of course. Uh, it's been awesome hanging with you tonight, mate. I appreciate you uh, tuning in, especially with everything that's going on. And, uh, man, this new live album kicks so much ass. comes out this Friday through Nuclear Blast. Get it. Do it. And uh, <laughs> thanks again, Shmir. Take care, brother. My pleasure. Good to see you. And stay healthy in those times of craziness. It's the most important thing. And hopefully see you soon next year in Australia with the Burning Witches. Yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's push this. Go on. <laughs> well, it's all in, it's all on tape now. It's all in all right, the video. Good. <laughs> good. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, brother. Right. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 